Hello everybody and welcome to episode four of our lockdown special. This game we're back with you with me, Ashley. And me, Chris. Yay! Episode four. I mean, it feels like we've gone back in time because we've already had an episode four. Yeah. Which episode four? That was Gremlins, wasn't it? I can't remember off the top of my head. This is actually episode 17, I think. Gosh. In the actual... How time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, I know. We've done all right actually getting to episode yeah. 17 and not giving up. Yeah, not giving up. But, well, plenty of people start these things and not not that many follow through, do they? So I think we should give ourselves a clap on the back. Well, you've got your cup of tea to celebrate there. Do you want to tell everyone uh, what you're wearing or, or, or not wearing, as the case may be? <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've dressed up for the occasion. Dressed down. Ruin the surprise, why don't you? <laughs> the lock, you know, it's lockdown. Everybody's been doing their thing, whatever that is. And I have joined them by not wearing trousers for this recording. <laughs> I've got pants on. That's been a thing. Have you seen it on the news and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like where I've... people have been like, I've dressed up on the top, but on the bottom I've got nothing on. Erotic. Uh, yeah, now you've ruined it for me. No, I'm, I didn't mean you. I meant the other people, like... Dressed up nice on the top and not the bottom. I hope so. I hope so. I've managed to avoid having a a glimpse, though, so far. You're sat down, I can't see. That's surprising, because I went out between this episode and the last. And you did, but I also went out. All oh, right, you kept your eyes averted. I did. Cool. Anyway, no pants. Do you wear, like, a full suit every day, or is it just today? Every day. Full suit. Shirt and tie. Westkit. Whistling flute. A, wes- a westkit? Waistcoat. Oh, right, waistcoat. You yeah, said waistcoat. Yeah, that's what people call them, waistcoats. Right, yeah, all right. Not from your neck of the woods. No, no, we say words yeah. properly. Well, I don't know, I call me weird, but I like getting dressed for what I do during the day. Yeah. Have you not had trousers on the whole day, or did you take them off specifically for this? I've actually not had trousers on the whole day, but it, it's for a reason. It means that you, you know, you have to do less washing. Okay. If you, yeah. the less clothes you wear, the less you have to wash. Well, yeah, the, I can't argue with that. Do you not feel a bit odd walking around just in t-shirt and pants? Why? The sort of thing I do when I'm feeling poorly, not just day-to-day lockdown. Well, you know, I can guarantee that I'm not the only one. No. I go out for a daily walk, though. Whereas if I imagine if you went out for a walk dressed like that, you'd uh, have the police come and knock in. <laughs> I don't know around here, you know. <laughs> what are people dressed like for their walk around, around your bit? Well, this is the problem for me, to be honest, because if I go out, I end up bumping into people. And I almost mean that literally, because people just aren't, they're not keeping their distance from me, and it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't go out. And, like, I won't go down co-op or whatever, like local shop or or anything. Now, I'll only go to a supermarket, because people just will not keep their distance. And generally people like it when you wear trousers in those places. Not all of them, as I say. <laughs> so, are you going to ask me what game I've brought instead of talking about... Sorry, I'm too busy dwelling on, on the image. Anyway, what game are we I, I, It's today? interesting you always bring up the things that are embarrassing to me, isn't it? What what embarrassing things about me could you bring up then? Actually, that's not, that's not open that kind of worms, eh? No, probably for the best. Yeah, keep the lid firmly on that. Yeah. Right, so what game have you been enjoying for the last two weeks of lockdown? Last two weeks? Yeah. It's actually been a lot longer than that because it's Animal Crossing. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right, this this will be interesting. I had a discussion with someone else about Animal Crossing this very morning. Really? Mm. What did your daughter say about it? Not my daughter, someone else. So <laughs> Animal Crossing doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Because I envision it as being 
a 3D version of Stardew Valley. Mm. And I did not enjoy Stardew Valley one jot. No, I know. You were disgustingly averse to that game. It was <laughs> it was painful to watch, actually. Just how little enjoyment I got from it. Well, it's not it's not how much enjoyment you got out of it. It's how much visible disgust you showed on your face. Just don't get it. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because that... Chores. No, pure chores joy. the simulator. Pure joy, the simulator. If I want to do gardening chores, I've got, got a house to run. I'll do them here, in real life. Right. So your chores involve planting crops and harvesting... Yeah, all the time. That's boring. Who going, wants to do that? Going down, going down the mines and killing monsters. Yeah. That's your that's your chores, is it? That's what you so, class as chores. So my daughter is obviously watching a increased amount of TV at the moment during lockdown, and Nintendo, the, like the wily people they are, have put on a, an increased number of adverts for their products. You know, Previous Good, ones, including Luigi's Mansion, uh, but Animal Crossing seems to be featuring quite a lot. Now, it may well be that these are on normally, and we just don't see them because she's at school. But mm. she seems quite interested by the idea of Animal Crossing. And I went out for a, a lockdown walk this morning with a friend. We kept the two meter distance at all times. We were safe. Don't worry, Ashley. And he has got an eight year old son who is really enjoying Animal Crossing. So I said to him do you think my daughter would like it? And he told, told me about the game and outlined it a bit. And I scratched out. I can see her quite enjoying that. So that made me think, oh, actually, maybe I should just bite the bullet and just, just go for it. So I'd be interested to hear you talk about it because that may well inform my future purchasing. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm always I'm always up for convincing you to buy a game. Yeah. So Animal Crossing for me is a game that I... Start what the first Animal Crossing I played was the first one that was available in this country, which was Animal Crossing on the GameCube. So when did that come out then? Two thousand two, early two thousands, probably two thousand and two. Shall I double check? Yeah, that's so. Animal Crossing came out in two thousand and two. Certainly in this country, anyway. In Japan, it came out prior to that, and uh, it was on the N sixty four, not the GameCube. It was known as Animal. Yeah. Why didn't they port it for the game? Why did they port it for the GameCube, not the N sixty four? Was it just that it took a long time to translate? It was right at the end of the N sixty four's lifespan. Ah, so they decided just to to skip the N sixty four and go straight to the GameCube. To be honest, I missed that meeting at Nintendo when I was thirteen. All um, right, just asking. So I don't know exactly why it was, well, but just for <laughs> co- comparison, think about Breath of the Wild when that came out on the Wii U yeah. and the Switch simultaneously. Yes. So you know, why don't they do it with this? Just, I'm, I'm not expecting an answer. Well, they kind it's of just did. Rhetorical they, they question. did. They did. They did. Let, let me, let me explain first, and then you right, might, okay. you might actually get the answers before you ask the questions. Right. If Hold you just horses. give me a moment. Anyway, it came out on the N64 as Animal Forest, and I, for some reason, the timing doesn't match up for me at all because I remember being in primary school, and talk. It must have been year six, talking to somebody that was into games, and and actually is still into games who was talking about having this game or possibly getting this game. It must have been getting this game on the N64. It was called Animal Forest, but obviously it wasn't translated as that because it came out again on the GameCube later on as Animal Crossing in the in the West. Right. And they also released it as Animal Crossing Plus or something like that in Japan. So it, had, it did have some improvements made. Like there's a clock that keeps track of your time in the game and it didn't have the same clock system in the N64. But the, the the what I didn't realize was that the game that we got in the on the GameCube was for all intents and purposes the same game that the Japanese got on the 
N64. I okay. thought that one was one was a distinctly sort of improved and expanded version of what was previously released. Yeah, it makes sense. And I always felt like I'd missed out, but I hadn't because I played that one and I played it uh, fairly obsessively. So, do you know? Do you know the general gist, or did you know before today the general gist of what? So, mine on Animal Crossing is it's you are running a house or a farm. Okay. Shall I tell you, or do you want to guess? You bimble around doing chores and jobs and that for the people that live in the the vicinity, and that's the game. That's my understanding of it. Okay. Um, not really. Is that swinging a miss? Or I mean, I you do what you do what you want. It's it's sort of there, but you don't you don't have a farm. Right. You have a house, so you set up. You have shop house. In, you have a house. I said. Right. <laughs> you have a house. You set up your house in a town, and in this version of the game, you actually get sent off to a deserted island, and you set up a tent, and that's how you start off. And then throughout the game, so by, you have the by this you mean the Switch version, the the current one that yeah. you're talking about. So yeah. I, I should I should tell people because I haven't actually mentioned the full title of the game. It's Animal Crossing New Horizons. Is the game that I've been playing. Uh, since it came out this year you you get given a tent you set up your tent and then gradually over time you can you can decide to change your tent to a house and then the house you can add a room onto and then another room and another room and you can also find or build different items for your house and that is the core gameplay of of the game since the very beginning that's that's been what sort of like motivated you through the game it's sort of people and you might be surprised to hear this from me maybe or maybe not i don't know uh, people call it sort of a like a capitalism light game because right. things are very money driven. And okay. there's a character called Tom Nook who sort of acts like a loan shark. He's like his little tanuki or raccoon character. Mm-hmm. And he will put the money up front for you to like make an improvement to your house. And then he holds it over you. Right. He, uh, he, I mean, to be fair to the guy, he, he doesn't demand the money back, but you have to pay your money back to him. So with interest. Then, not in this game, but mm-hmm. I'm sure in the first game there was some element of interest uh, being charged. Well, you know, you've got to make ends meet, whether you're a human or a tanuki or a whatever, you've, you've got to pay the bills. Precisely, yeah. Uh, I just wish Tom would remember that once in a while. Right. But, he do, you know, he's a, he's a hard, hard landlord to please. Mm. He, but he does put up a lot of money. So my recent loan from... Tom Nook was 798,000 bells, which a bell is a pound. Bells, right. Bells. Rupees, bells, pounds. They're it's all the same. same. Yeah. So 798,000 is what I'm in the hole for, and gradually I can pay it off. But in order to do that, I've got to find ways to make money. And that is where all of the other like systems come in. So one of the ways that you can make money is collect things from around the world that you, you inhabit and sell them to Tom or in the case of Animal Crossing New Horizons, to sell them to his little nephews who have set up a shop. So you can go fishing and catch fish from the ocean or the rivers. You can... Uh, did you just roll your eyes? I thought I managed to hide it. Ugh, it just sounds boring. You can catch insects and sell those. You can plant flowers and trees. And in this game, for me, it's new, but I don't know. I think it's new to the series. In Animal Crossing New Horizons, you can like craft different items, which you can either put in your house or you can sell to people. And that's the game. That's it. That's the game. Yeah. Other than that, you like prettify your house. Do you make your island look like want it to look? So basically, it's it's life the game. You 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 
ticking along. You're doing things to upgrade and renovate your house and improve it and buy furniture and so on. Yep. So you're playing a game to do work to make your house better. Chris. Yeah? I feel like you might be saying that in a derisory manner. No, I'm just trying to get my head around this game. I just don't understand why anyone would play that. Okay, let me ask you a question that I already know the answer to. Yep. (laughs) How long did you spend playing The Sims? Ah! Right, okay. Now, Ah. (laughs) when you say, how long did you spend playing The Sims, which aspect of The Sims do you mean? Well, you you just answer the question. So, I had it on PC. I played it for a bit making houses and then as soon as you start doing the actual gameplay going through getting your making house better or whatever i've lost interest okay on the ps2 version they included a more level-based approach where you had to did you play on the ps2 no where you might have to maybe in one level it might be you might have to make your house be worth this amount of money and the next level it might be to achieve this amount of happiness and i found that more instantly gratifying because i understood where i was going with it i because found you had sims... goals yes right. i found the so sims what did i just explain to you about animal crossing tom nook gives you does it, a loan there's a goal yeah which you then have to pay off yeah and once you've paid off that loan you have the option of taking out a second loan to improve your house again so you're you're basically saying well, the version of that gameplay loop that I've played is better than all of the versions of that gameplay loop. What, because when I play it in The Sims, Sims 2? Yeah. No, because I, I, I got bored of The Sims for that exact okay. reason. But you also owned two different versions of it, at least. Both my brothers. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, hypocrite. That's all no. I'm saying. Yep. I yep. don't like games like that. Okay. Open-ended. I've... I've don't I need structure? Ah, uh, yeah, but that's a much that's a much bigger issue, isn't it? The open endedness of of a game, right? Lego, you, for what, example. If yeah. if someone gave me a Lego kit with instructions, I'd be quite happy to to build that. If they gave me a box of Lego and said make something, I'd be floundering. I wouldn't have a clue. That's a shame. To be honest, I I've been the same up until very recently. I quite like being creative, but I needed some element of structure and guidance for my creativity in most cases especially in building situations so like the the exception to that is writing my writing i can do however mm-hmm. however i want i'm totally free when i'm writing but if you if i was given a lego set or any kind of construction thing then i would be a little bit like deer in the headlights that yeah. has changed for me since i well we talked about planet zoo Planet Zoo is like a big old Lego set. And so I was quite surprised and flabbergasted when that was the side of the game that appealed to me. In a short version, what I'm saying is I do understand that issue. I understand why you feel that way. And I'm aware I'm sounding quite dismissive of a game that is extremely well regarded and at the moment is very, very popular. I just don't get it. No. And that's what I'm going to try and do. So I was being a little bit defensive and yeah. and combative there. No, I appreciate you. it because I want to understand what makes yeah. this game so popular because I am interested in buying it and I don't want to... Well, you, you're talking about buying it for your daughter. Don't get stunned. And that's a different thing to buying it for yourself, isn't it? So I, we'll get to why it appeals to me and possibly other people 
mm-hmm. a, a little bit down the line. But what I think is that you maybe aren't as averse to that sort of game as you think you are. And that, yeah, it's that you think that you're averse to it that that dictates your behavior. Okay. What makes you think that then? Psych- psychology. I was going to say this all gone psychological. So <laughs> why, why do you think that? Be- because you've talked at length about your enjoyment of The Sims and you said to me, today that you were bored by the sims but actually you've said in the past in in episodes so it's on record yeah it's in it's in the actual episodes that you spent a long time playing the sims and enjoyed it i spent a long time making houses but when it came yeah. to the actual yeah but that was when you had all the cheats turned on to give you all the money and that's okay so you spent yeah. time just building houses yeah just renovating houses just doing right. up your house okay i can see where you're going with this yeah <laughs> my my hypocrisy and I re- standards. I, I, yeah, I come back round to what I initially said: hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> but Hippocris. also, I think I, I, yeah, hypocrite. <laughs> I wish I'd said that first. Um, that's what I mean. Like you seem to, you seem to actually enjoy this sort of game, but you've forgotten that you enjoy it. Mm, you, you may all be right there. So the thing, the thing about Animal Crossing. So to redress that balance, that I maybe have got you hopefully got you doubting yourself yeah you That's have where i like you to you've be. got me on a sticky wicket now <laughs> obviously the building aspect of the game uh, the sims is a little bit more involved a bit a bit more uh, creative than it is at least for me in uh, in animal crossing so you have options in your house to add extensions so you can add a room and a downstairs and upstairs and all this and you can change your wallpaper and your floors and things and you can decide how you're going to decorate it and what items you're going to put in. Well, I've seen online a lot of, of stuff where people are uploading albums into album covers. Yeah, so this is this is new, certainly again to me. I think it was a, in New Leaf as well. You can take photographs of things or you can create designs and you can upload them into the game using QR codes. So people have been taking wow. like pictures of their face and, and using them as rugs. Definitely. Uh, and things like that. So, it, I mean, that's that's quite an interesting aspect of the game anyway. There's, there's one of the best things that I've seen people do with it. There's So one of the things that you can do is dig stuff up and bury stuff, okay? If you see something you can dig up, it will have like this cross in the ground. As is tradition. Yeah. And somebody has taken that cross, they've recreated it as a design, and then put it down as a rug in the game so that you can then take this rug and you can pop it wherever you like so if you're playing with somebody else you you can put these rugs down all all over the place and people will go around thinking that they're things to dig up and it's just that's pretty good actually yeah exactly yeah, i thought it's like that that brings me on to something that is probably pertinent so there was a big old ferrari about animal crossing new horizons that you you couldn't have your own island if you've got a nintendo switch and you've got more than one person using it, as is the case in our household, you had to share your island. And on top of that, you could only have one person who was in charge of the storyline. So the first person to play the game, they get the keys to the kingdom. Then the subsequent people, and you can have up to eight people all playing on the same island. The subsequent people, they just sort of act as background characters, I suppose, right. for this for this other person that is in charge of everything, in charge of progressing the story. And why have they set the game up like that then? No idea. I honestly don't know. It, it has been a little bit jarring for me because I'm the second character. My my wife is um, the first character in, in the game. And sometimes you want to do something and you're not able to do it because you're not in control. Right. For us, it's very manageable because Hannah doesn't mind me going and sort of setting up a bridge where I want a bridge. 
on her account. But for other people, I can see that being mm. a pain in the backside. And there should at least be a choice. But equally, living on the same island and inhabiting the same world can lead to some quite fun antics. So me and Hannah, obviously, we don't. you, you can play the game together. You can go on together at the same time. So the co-op mode then? Yes, chase each other around the island, do things together, whatever you like. Did you say two, for the most two, part, dif- two different sets of controllers? You can have, you can split the one set of controllers, you know, one Joy-Con equals one yeah. controller, but you can also play it with two sets of controllers if you've got them. Oh, that's good. So there's a two-player mode. I wasn't aware of that. That's that's a bit of a... You can have like six players. Right. That's made me players. more interested in it now, because I assume it was one player for some reason. Nope. Nope. You could, all three of you, have... A person on your island, you could all have your own house that you decorate how you like. You can all progress down that uh, renovation route as fast as or as slow as you like. Do as much of it as you like. If you find, I know you won't, but if you find, I'm a sucker for anything that's got a fishing mode. <laughs> Any game that's got fishing in. I wanted to come back to that because I find fishing quite dull in games. Mm, I like. I know it. it's right in real life. To be fair, I'm, I'm just thinking back to uh, September time when I was playing the Link's Awakening remake, and I started the fishing game on that. And I just uh, pff, not interested. Well, the 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 aspect that people like in this, I think, is the collection of things, and I think that's something that you're. I do like collect. I do like a good old collectathon. There's a lot to talk about in this game, and they, all the systems link in quite nicely. I, I think, anyway, this has sort of brought me around to something else because yes, you can go fishing, and there are something like eighty different fish in the game, and they all come out at different times in of the day and of the year so you might in in may there'll only be a certain set of subset of that group of 80 fish that are available to you and some will be in the rivers some will be in the oceans some will be in the ponds and some will come out at night some will come out in the day some will come out all day got to go on your island and sort of search around doing the fishing at different times of the year and the day to collect all of these fish I'm now starting to see why this is popular at the moment because I can see that there's going to be lots of people around the world who are playing this game because they can't leave the house for whatever yeah. reason and are, are now starting to amass a database, I'm imagining, of, right, this fish is available in this river and yeah. what have you. Also, this one has something that it didn't you didn't have in the original game that I played. I, I should add as well, I haven't played an Animal Crossing game since the first Animal Crossing, so I've missed all of those. I wanted to pick you up on that, actually. This is what which number oh, in the I series don't know is numbers. this? It's so <clears throat> we've had that. So what happened was Animal Crossing came out on the GameCube, and then it became a Nintendo DS franchise following that. So right. it hasn't been on a home console since the first one, I believe. Oh really? Okay. So shall we say this is what the the fifth, sixth game in the series, something like that. Right, so there were, yes, this is the fifth one. I don't know how you guessed that, but yes, fifth one in 20 years, which isn't too bad, I don't think, in terms of a development cycle. To, nope. to circle back to where I was going, though, so you've got the fishing. The fishing has variation in terms of what fish are available at any one time. And so you've got to you've got to weigh in with the game. You've got to visit the game on a regular basis throughout not just a week. You can't blast this game in a week like a lot of games. You just have to, in a very relaxed manner, visit it over the course of at least a year if you get everything when it's available. And it's also real time. When it's spring in the real world, it's spring in the game. When it's summer, it's summer, right. winter, and so on. So you see the changes of the seasons outside of the window, but also in the game. And that's actually quite exciting. That's something that I like. I'm getting the feeling from this game that it's it's quite a relaxing experience. Yes. that uh, Yeah, I think so. And I think you said that's... 
you can see why it might appeal to people now. I think that's one of the reasons. Definitely. Now, for me, the game as it is now, New Horizons, it's got these little sort of uh, hooky visit me every day sort of things. So if you go on every day and visit a certain cash point or whatever it is in a certain place, you get extra money. Right. Bells. Or extra currency. It's not bells. That's why I said that. Right. But I'm not going to go into that system at all. Uh, okay. There's no point. No. But you get extra currency. If you visit on consecutive days, you get more and more and more until you reach a point where you're getting 300 of this currency every day for as long as you consecutively visit the thing. I have sacked that off because it felt like too much sort of hooky mobile phone game pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking it, it's a freemium type model, isn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. So it, it's taken that from that, that freemium model of gaming. If you ignore that, the game turns into something else. It's this relaxing place to go where you can just do things without any pressure, without any demand and they can be the things that you want to do so for me one of the things that i did was i built myself a waterfall that had two waterfalls on either side of like a main thing and i go and i have a look at that waterfall and it makes me makes me do a little like yeah i i made that for zen of feeling yeah there is a bit of zen to it what would be the implication on your gameplay experience if you didn't do those things where you visited them every day does it is this just a currency thing but the currency is the thing you need to get through the game. So there are very minor rewards for being a daily player. And the rewards, they're just so minor that they can be ignored. And actually the game is better if you ignore it. If you don't feel pressured to play it on a daily basis, then then the game ceases to be a demand and becomes an enjoyment. Because that was, when you mentioned that, that did turn me off it a little bit because I, a few years ago, for example, I was absolutely obsessed with The Simpsons Tapped Out. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's exactly that sort I of thing. I got to the point where I was I was going into my virtual Springfield and at six o'clock in the morning, because that was a little bit of time after I got up, I set my characters off on 12-hour tasks and then picked them back up again at six o'clock in the evening to set them off again. And I did that for several weeks. There was a, finally at one point I realised why am I doing this? Like, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I just got rid of the game. I just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah, no, you were right to do that. The way you were talking about Animal Crossing then made me think, oh, that sounds a bit like that. But if you can just ignore that and, and just focus on the other aspects of the game, then that sounds great. Yeah, so... I said that it's exactly the same thing and it's not really because there isn't there isn't like time limited like duration durations that you have to wait before you can do something again. I, I suppose it's the incentive is if you need a quick cash grab that's one I'm way gonna to do to it. I'm going to have to explain this system because people will think he's talking about it wrong. If if right, they okay. listen to this and they know the game they'll be like, "Well, Chris Chris doesn't understand." So you've got in this game you've got you've got the bells which have been through in the game and that's money but you've also got air miles nook air miles and right. if you visit the game every day you go to this terminal in Tom Nook's little shack you get given a little amount of air miles and those air miles can be traded for special items that he sells through his terminal or for these tickets that can take you off to mystery islands that can allow you to find new characters or find new trees to plant that you don't have access to on your right on your island or anything like that so the air miles are important but also you get the air miles as like little rewards for for achieving certain things so if you catch 50 different insects you might get 2000 air miles the daily bonus for checking in at this 
terminal is like 300 air miles max. So it's really negligible and you can totally ignore it without really feeling any penalty. And actually ignoring it, ignoring the game's demand for you to play it daily is beneficial to the game. It actually makes the game feel less like a chore. I think I'd agree with you from the way you've explained that, that just ignoring that and just concentrating on the main nuts and bolts of the game does sound a lot better. Yeah, and the nuts, the nuts and bolts of the game are, are, I think, designed to just chill you out, to relax you. There are no goals, okay? The goals are just set by you, other than pay off your house. Is there content or stuff you could miss out by not playing every day or not playing for a week or whatever? Is 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 it possible to not find every type of fish or every type of yeah. tree right it absolutely is so on our island there are there are different fruit trees and on our island we've got coconuts apples and oranges we delicious yeah we haven't yet found the other five types of fruit tree but it's not a case of if we went on it more we would we would be more like well i suppose in a sense we would because if you go to more islands then you're more likely to find the fruit, the different types of fruit. But there's a certain percentage of chance and, and you either do or you don't. But again, if you're focusing on, I must get all of the fruit trees, I feel like you're maybe playing this in a way that just wouldn't appeal to me. I'm only asking as a, as a completionist where we've just talked about Lego DT Supervillains and I listed all the Lego games that I've played, every single one I've completed 100%, or not all the characters, etc. I play games to complete them. I play games to go through a certain set of goals to get as much as I can from a game. I have recently started relax that a bit because I, I went through a phase for a good decade of completing games for uh, to 100% getting everything. Even if they were rubbish? Mm, not necessarily. If a game was rubbish, I wouldn't, I wouldn't persevere with it to give up. Like Arkham Asylum, for example, which we just talked about in the last episode as well. I, I the, the, the villains that you unlocked, the biographies of the villains, yeah. the chattering teeth or something, absolutely everything. I have started to relax that because it's now going to the point where there are games where I'm playing that I just cannot do stuff. I think as I'm getting yeah. older, my, my skills are uh, not quite Hollow there. Knight. Like Captain Toad, for example, mm. uh, there are some levels on that I just cannot get 100%. That's interesting. Okay. And I'm starting to sort of think, oh, okay, I'll just, just you know, I'll, I'll complete that to the best of my ability and that's that because I don't want to get to a position with a game that I've enjoyed where it becomes a chore because then I exactly. exactly. So for example, one of our regular listeners and I were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about Hollow Knight mm. where he managed to somehow play it for fifty hours over a two week period, which is really going it some. Yeah. Um bless him. And he and I had a conversation because he had the same conclusion about it where as you get towards the end of the game there is you unlock the Colosseum where you have those big boss battles and I just couldn't be doing with it. I, I would have found it such a pain to do that it would have turned me off the game and he said the exact same thing. And yeah, I can't remember how I got onto that, but... You were saying about being a completionist. A completionist, and yeah. you, you asked me whether there was an, the capacity to miss things if you didn't play it daily or weekly or whatever. And there certainly is a, a capacity to do that if you... But you'd have to be... I'm pretty sure that I'm... There is a fish this month that I'm not going to get. It's the golden trout. Right. And I know that it's available this month. I don't know if it's available next. But what I am aware of is that if I really, really want to complete my fish database or whatever, it comes back next year. Right. Okay. So I can pick it up next May and catch it then. So, if I what want. do you think the longevity of this game is? Do you think Nintendo will keep doing these things 
will will that contract still be available in 10 years time for example in may 2030 can you see them still adding content for another two three years or do you think it will it will dwindle well they they are so the experience of playing this version of the game is quite different actually to playing the original game because you did have different seasonal events happening there'll be little seasonal events there were little seasonal events for christmas or or october sort of harvest festivals and halloween and things like that so you get all of those events this game they obviously have the benefit of regular internet updates and we've already had easter in which there was quite an annoying actually bunny day uh, event where eggs would appear when you went fishing or whatever You, you had to do like an easter egg hunt and then you could trade those and craft things that were easter related we've also had a may day event recently where you were given a maze that you had to solve and if you solved it you got some money and a, and a special item right we are in the midst at the moment of international museum day which is actually international museum week and a half in the game in which you go to the museum that's in the game and you you search around the museum you find stamps and then you can trade those for a special item and i can see that in maybe if you think about the way that they've supported splatoon mm, or splatoon good, 2 good comparison it's been a couple of years, and that's mm. that's still got support. They just had a they just had an event. They're not doing new updates, but they just had an event that harked back to the first ever Splatfest, right. which was ketchup versus mayo. Which one which one will win? And I can fully see them at least for the for the lifespan of the Switch, which they think has got about another three and a half four years in it. Probably doing updates for, for Animal Crossing because it is a very very popular game. Did you hear about the Nana? The Nana, no. The Nana that has played Nana, no. Animal Crossing on the Nintendo DS. Yes, now you said that, something yes. like 900 hours. I thought you meant a character in the game. Yes, I did read that. And they named a character in this one after her, didn't they? Well, they haven't confirmed Ordenite that it's named after her, I don't think. But her name is in the game for death. So yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice little wholesome yeah, story. And, the, and that is what the game is. It is extremely wholesome. And a lot of people won't go on with that. If you want Doom Eternal, you don't pick up Animal Crossing. But if you want a game, certainly for you, if you want a game that you can dip into for half an hour every day with your daughter then this is the right this is the game for you right well i'll, I'll be quite honest you've uh, sold it to me have i have i really genuinely um i i really like the sound of it now you've described it like that so okay. in the uh what 40 minutes or whatever 30 minutes of i know this I episode, w- i've gone i was full a bit circle. concerned that it's just me talking at you <laughs> no you you about- you're doing the sales pitch maybe nintendo should employ you to you know, send this out to people around the it's world. It's funny to... that you should say that. Hannah's Hannah's mum got a switch on my recommendation at the beginning of this year. Every so often, I will send her a list of games, and then she buys them. All of she them. asked me, well, a lot of them. Last time I sent, well, other than yesterday, the previous list I sent, I sent her seven games. She bought six. Wow. Are these all? Are these all full fifty pounds? No, 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 no. Cartridge. Right. Okay. She's she's not as apt as me to sort of keep track of pricing and things like that so i keep track of pricing and if there's anything that i think she'll get on with i let her know right yesterday was akami good choice yeah these are all new to her as well which is amazing because obviously akami is a 10 year old game is it and the rest more than that isn't it yeah yeah 2006 or seven i think seven Mm. it's a brilliant game though and if you are you know someone that has only just got into gaming like hannah's mom then that game is brand new to you and it's well worth picking up. It was half price this week. Was it? So, yeah, I like downloaded it. seven or eight it. quid. Yeah, I downloaded it um, when it was on sale previously. Yeah. The, what I, my answer to her was, I just love games and I love to share them with people when when I think they'd like them. So I don't always get it right. 
If it was a podcast where you could do that and uh, tell I know. people, okay, oh, yeah, weird. I know. Yeah, but that's genuinely it. And Animal Crossing, I don't think it's for everyone. It might not even be for you, but it is for a heck of a lot of people. And it's not necessarily because it's the, it's not a challenging game at all. It's just go to your own little virtual space and do whatever you want. That might be walking around, that might be chopping down trees, that might be catching bugs, but whatever it is, just do it. Our usual question for the end of these episodes has been, who do you recommend this game to? And you've already answered that question, who you recommend it to? It sounds, as we've said earlier in the episode, it sounds like it's just the ideal game for at the moment, doesn't it? Just go on, have a bit of a play around, do what you want, turn it off again, that's it, job done. Yeah, and it gives you, that's what I was going to say earlier, that I sort of got sidetracked and went down about five different roads at once and then tried to bring it all back. But this game is very structured in a way. It's not structured at all in a lot of ways, but in in, a, in another way, it's very, it gives you the opportunity to invoke structure because you visit daily, you do what you want to do and you might start to build up a routine so you might start by collecting all the shells off the beach and then from there you might do a little bit of fishing and then from there you might you might pick up some insects and from there you might do a little bit of tree keeping and go down go cut down some trees and you you start to do things that you you start to invest a little bit more time in the things that you want to pursue so for me it's the fish i like seeing the fish pop out of the water and i get quite excited when it's a new fish or a like an unusual fish but the hobbies that you all do the activities you do it all branches off from what thing you pursue and yeah yeah okay um so yeah you, you you can build up a routine and it happens fairly naturally for the time being people might want that people might crave that it might do people a lot of good when did you get this game? When it came out? Yeah, the day it came out. And how long have you played it since then? That's a good question. I played it for 60 hours. Right. And Hannah has played it for 115 hours. And when did so, it come out? I'm just checking that. It came out on March the 20th. So that's two About months, two months. Isn't it? Yeah. So we've been playing it fairly steadily for, for the last two months. Oh, I forgot. I I totally forgot to tell you. So that was one of the roads that I was going down. So you can... Is it emergent gameplay where you create your own stories within a game? No idea. I think it is. But um, one of the things that I like about this game is that people are creating their own stories. So there's a guy on... There's a guy I follow on Twitter called Tony Coffee, or that we follow actually. It's our uh, it's our this game where Twitter account. Okay. And his name yes, his name's Tony Coffee. He plays games, he plays Animal Crossing, and he put down a bunch of mannequins on his island, just like a big bunch of mannequins. And for some reason, no I I don't know why. I don't know whether he did it on purpose, but the mannequins disappeared overnight and it just so happened to coincide with me doing something in our game he, he said it was a bit creepy in that and i i had this story to tell because i had there's a character who sells paintings and one of the paintings that he sells is called the scary painting you can donate the paintings to the museum if they are real paintings but right. three out of the four paintings that you have the choice of each each time you visit are fake and hannah bought this scary painting and it was fake she didn't want it she didn't want to put it up on her wall she didn't know she tried to give it away she couldn't give it away she tried a few different things to get rid of it and eventually she she decided she was going to bury it she didn't tell me this but she buried it and she buried it behind a cliff so that you couldn't see it 
But I happened upon it and thought it was something else. And I dug it up and I realised what had happened. She, she'd she got this paint. She didn't want it. She got tried to get rid of it. So I took it to in front of her house and I popped it down and I stole one of her items and I buried that somewhere hidden on the island. Right. She loaded up the game the next day and I was working on the computer and she said, have you put this painting in front of my house? And I said, and I just pretended just off the cuff. I didn't know what she was talking about. She kind of knew that it was me, but... But also wasn't sure. Yeah, wasn't sure. So she then went and buried it somewhere else. And I made it a mission to go and find it. Found it, set it up in front of her house again and stole another one of her items and buried that somewhere that she wouldn't be able to find it. And I did that three times. <laughs> uh, and and sort of acted like this whole thing was like a haunted painting that kept coming in uh, and following her like the ring or something. Just something the game has enabled you to do. Here's the tools if you want to do it. There yeah, you go. Yeah, for a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, emergent gameplay. Tell right. your own stories. I'd not heard of that. So when I'm playing uh, Lego DC Supervillains with my daughter, when whichever character she decides to do, she's go around the city as this character and she'll be chatting away in character as, as that person, whoever it is. So is that emergent yeah. storytelling then? Emergent gameplay, you say? Emergent gameplay is usually, I think, when you do things that aren't necessarily within the systems of the game. Right. So, you know, like uh, people that, I don't know, this is this is not an example that I can, that I think is happening. But, you know, like if you did, if you started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, but spent most of your time doing horse shows. Okay, I'm with you now. Or something like that. Or, or you play in The Sims 2 but most of your time is spent doing fashion shows or something like that. That's right. emergent gameplay. Or if you, you know, play The Sims and spend most of your try- time trying to figure out how to kill the babies. Or, or did um, Planet Zoo and spent most of time making a recreation of Chester Zoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, that's within, I, I'd say that's within the right. scope of okay. that game, to be honest. But yeah, anything that the game doesn't necessarily intend you to do, but you can mm. anyway, if you find a way. Well... Consider my whistle wetted. Good. You can also visit people's ha- islands. So just, just say saying, it. does it require you uh, switch online though? I think it might actually. One day maybe. Right. Thank you, Ashley. That was genuinely illuminating, and has given me a much clearer, much much clearer idea of what the game is. Are we doing this again? What game? Do a do a chat. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Should we do episode five? Excellent. And then six. Is it episode five? Yep. Oh yeah. 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 Otherwise known as episode eighteen oh, and yeah. nineteen. But yeah. Well, Let's not split. Heads. We'll do them at some point. Yeah, that sounds good. That would be good. That's uh, yeah, that does sound good. Right. We do have. I usually forget to do this, so I'll do it this time. We do have our social media. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Is there anywhere else, Chris? No. I think that's it, isn't it? And obviously on Podbean, you can you can listen to the podcast on pretty much any podcast outlet. And if you find one that we don't have, let us know on our social media. Are we on MySpace. We are on myspace but not as this game where right okay just chris and ash yeah cool from the early 2000s you me uh, what did you what did you have on your uh you mean you mean some bands and some uh people who are preying on other people that's it that's all the people on myspace anymore what a dark way to end the uh end the podcast yeah cool see you later bye This Gameware is a Specky 2 Guys production. Music for the episode is provided under Creative Commons license by Stevia Sphere from the album Cell Division, which can be found at steviasphere.bandcamp.com. <laughs>